I don't want to say anything, but I'm going to say it. And you should be doing this, but I don't want to get involved. Or like, there's always something to do or fix. Or, or why aren't you? Or come on. It's this like get up attitude all the time. Like. Okay, I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Seriously. I, I was very excited to sit down and talk to you. I'm. So, can I tell you why I did the podcast? Okay, tell me. Okay, so I don't know if you remember this, but we were in Paris Fashion Week two years ago now. We did the Zimmerman show. Yeah. And you were so, we said hello. Maybe somebody mm -hmm. introduced us, but it was just such a warm, refreshing embrace of like, you know who I am. I know who you are. Mm -hmm. Clearly through the interwebs, we've looked at each other's stuff. And it was just like, we had acknowledged each other. Like it was two normal people. It wasn't like, oh, I know who you are, but I'm going to pretend like I don't. Which happens a with, lot, usually? I feel like with me, yeah. <laughs> Why? It was a really refreshing takeaway mm -hmm. for me, and I was like, I like that girl. Oh, thank you. You know I what I mean? I felt the same. So when it came through, I was like, absolutely no question. Oh, I'm so happy. Well, to be honest, I found you on Instagram, just right. from mutual friends and stuff, yeah. but I did not know about your whole, past. like, <laughs> the past, the whole rich kids of Beverly yeah. Hills, all that stuff, because I didn't grow up in, like, part of that culture. Right. So I kind of had no idea right. and the more I spoke to people they're like oh yeah the rich kids of Beverly Hills I know so wait first of all are you like a nipple baby not at all oh, okay not oh shit I no. thought I'll, be, I'll meet my first nipple no baby. Okay. no 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 not I wish but no <laughs> totally like normal people but the show is so funny like it's coming we're coming up on 10 years since the show aired oh wow it was a long time ago. Like, it's so not even relevant. Of course, it was like how people know me and how I got started, but it was also, it was only four seasons long. Mm. But these things just stick. Like, it's, I mean, it was a big cultural moment I from guess what I realized. But I think when you were, I'm going to just be really candid. Like, when we were inside filming it, we were a group of friends. I've said this so many times. We did not sign up for a show called Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. Me and Dorothy Wang, who was on the show together, she, we did a pilot Okay. And they sold it to E and E was like, we want to call it this show. And we were like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is what we have to do. So we all had to go back to our families, like have these conversations. Like nobody was like, yes, it's going to be called Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. Everybody was mortified. Oh my God. Um, but we had personalities for TV. So we were like, let's just ride this wave. So you just, you just recognize that this can be kind of your end to I always, yeah, I always knew TV was going to be the vehicle for me. I always wanted to do TV. I was a little bit lost before the show. I kind of was in college for a bit, got out of college. And I was sort of just like literally going out and hanging out with my friends. And my mm -hmm. parents were like, and then I had a blog called Boobs and Lubes for a long time. People know that from way back in the day. Celine knows. Celine is a big fan, by the I way. I love you. Boobs and Lubes. Was there was no English on Boobs and Lubes. Just like a typo after typo. I was so erratic and crazy. And my mom was like, you need to have a job. You need to get a life and do something. And I genuinely just kept saying, something's going to work out. And literally the show happened. And then that was it. Looking back now, what kind of person do you see? Like looking at Morgan 2000, what was it? Like 2014? Yeah. Do you see a glimpse of yes. you now? I'm a more refined version of who I was then. Oh. I was more immature, obviously, as like one grows up. And I was definitely more obnoxious. But I definitely feel like it was my first time ever being on television, being interviewed, speaking to like people that were not like my close friends. That it was like, of course, you like fall into these like pitfalls of like having to put on a bit more. Mm -hmm. But I've always pretty much been the same person. Like, I feel like if you were in second grade with me, people would be like, I know your birthday because you were so fucking loud and talked about it all the time. Can we curse? Yeah. Okay, good, because I'm going to. No but. problem. I let you I let you be the good. Morgan that okay. you want to be, I that you it. are. So yeah, the reason why I wanted to chat, because that's the thing. There's all these, I got all these like references, the rich kids of Beverly oh, Hills God. and this and that. And I'm like, I really want to know you, like yeah. who you are, 
where you're, you know, where you're seeing yourself mm -hmm. in general, like you're obviously an entertainer Thank and you. it's come so naturally to you, which also really attracted me because for me, it's a lot of work, honestly. It's a lot of inner, like you can do it, push yourself. But for you, I feel like you just wake up and you're like, hello world. Totally. But then I also have like crippling anxiety and two kids now. So it's like, you know changed. what I mean? Yeah. Like it's changed a bit where I feel like, that was the biggest thing for me to want to do TV. It wasn't because I wanted to be famous. It was because I wanted to be successful at what I was naturally good at. Because mm -hmm. like I was, I had such a difficult time in school. College was definitely not for me. And I definitely always wanted to be a successful person, but not in your conventional sense. So I knew if I was on TV, like it would, that would be a way for me to be able to like, A, have an income and support myself, mm -hmm. but B, be able to be successful at things that aren't like I wasn't going to be a lawyer, right? Like I wasn't mm -hmm. going to be a doctor. Like I was just going to be in entertainment in some form. I mean, you are, you have a very strong communication skills. Like you know how to tell a story. You are a storyteller. When Absolutely. I tell a story, I'm like, how long is this story? <laughs> like, and I'm like so ADD that I'm like, did I get to that point? So I'm glad that it presents that way because inside 100%. there's so much dialogue. That's always how it works. Right? Always. So you're right. So you got your... You know, you kind of got into social media pretty early on. You're like yes. a trailblazer. You were on Instagram. Wow. You had a blog. Thank Is you. that a word never I used before? No, trailblazer? but I use it all day. I love trailblazer. <laughs> I love it. Did you think that social media will kind of have that kind of power? It was so new into it that no, I remember vividly, I was, it's so weird that we're talking about this because this has just come to me. I was on Burton Way with my, whatever, first husband. And I remember vividly hitting 10K. So I was across the street from where we are now. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, 10,000 people are following me. Like, that's insane. And that was just sort of like when Rich Kids of Instagram was happening, which was really kind of the idea behind Rich Kids of Beverly Hills. And I just didn't, I didn't know the power of it. I was, mm -hmm. it was so basic. It was, it was a nice time though, because it was, there was like no filters. You threw up whatever you wanted. You still like, had no expectations. No right? expectations. And now I feel like my, my relationship with social media has just changed a bit. Tell me. Because I just feel like, a la Kylie Jenner, I'm like a real person having a real experience. Mm. I do all my own social media. I don't have like, it's, I'm not a content creator, right? Like I'm not building that into my day. I feel like my audience is a bit disgruntled with like my lack of consistent posting and that I'm just like, I don't want this thing to control me. But then I also know how much it means to everybody and how much I like to do it. It just haven't figured out how to like make it a part of my consistent week. I feel like also being an adult on social media is such a trip. It, it's so fucked up. What the fuck, dude? I know, and I all know. of these like super young, it's like, it's, I mean, I love young people, but it's a little cringe. And then you're like, you're going to grow out of that. Like it's, what do you That's do? We know too much. We know too much. been through that stage and we're just like, uh, and do you want to like expose or not expose that's that that word's like dirty but just reveal like people are like what are you wearing what are you wearing and I'm like they're just jeans I don't know like <laughs> I'll, I'll link them soon like I it's this like pressure that I just feel like yes. I can't keep up with all the time I actually saw this video yesterday on TikTok where I reposted it because it was this girl being like guys I'm not gatekeeping I just don't want us all to look the same <gasps> Who is that girl? Because I need to repost I it. I don't know. I'm like, going to send it to you. But I was please. like, yes, that is that is what we need. And I don't want to also like people are like, can you link this? Can you link this? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get to it. But I'm also like, that's, I gate like sunglasses. Get your own sunglasses. The sunglasses that I wear are not going to look good on you and vice versa. Like Absolutely. I want people to feel empowered to explore their style. Like I've been giving you 
you know, the same content for a long time. I'm not like this girl one year and then this girl another year. Like, you know what investment pieces to buy. Like, you don't need to ask me a hundred times. Like white, right. black t-shirt, black blazer, that's it. So you're not playing into the mob wife aesthetic? You know what? <laughs> it's so weird that you're like, re I was literally on TikTok before I came and I was looking at that. I've gotten a few mob wife wifey pieces. I've gotten some fur lately from Bottega that are, that I got a jacket last week, that color. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's playing into it, but it wasn't, I wasn't conscious of trying to be a mob wife. Right. But yeah, but I'll wear that with jeans. I won't wear that with a leather skirt. Mm. I feel at the end of the day, honestly, these are all trends that are circulating. Like this has been around. This is not any new. new invention over here, but I think the young generation or not even the young generation, the generation of social media, they just like to make it, you know, they put new names on it and they're like, look at what we came up with. Totally. You know, right. so that's always fun. Every, every month there's like a new aesthetic. Always. And then people, then like Kendall Jenner will wear a tank top and everyone's like, oh my God, it's so simple. It's like, that's what we go back to. Like, we just want to be in a tank top and jeans and keep it easy or like a cute set. A cute set. A cute I set. saw your TikTok, uh, your TikTok. Yeah. Your tagline is for the girl who wants to build her future. Yeah. Create her future. For, create you know her what? Future. So when I did boobs and lubes, it was literally, I needed a tagline, tagline and it just came to me. It was like for the girl creating her own future and for the boy who digs boobs. And it was literally, that was at the point in my life where I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I need to create a future because my parents are like, you need to work and figure out what you're going to do. You need a sense of purpose. And so that line just rang so true to me. And I feel like still, that's just always been the theme of my life. I love, but that's what I'm saying. I love that you're still keeping that going. Totally. Because I think about the tagline that I had in 2013. <laughs> Girl, I've, listen, my first screen, I mean, are we talking about screen? How old am I? Um, I get it. We all go through. That's the other thing why I don't like to like put too much out because you don't want to be like beholden to what you think at one point. Yes, but also you need to grow and evolve. It's so cool to yeah. see the progress. Right. Like even looking back and I'm sure, I don't know when was the last time you went on the blog and read the stuff that you've been posting. It was in recent. It was scary. But isn't it so cool? It's very uh, humbling. It's very humbling. And like, what? I don't know how people read it. Like, there was no English. <laughs> there was no English. Like, what are the words? What are the... Like, I just don't even know how... But yes, it is very humbling. And it, it is definitely like... Because that person that you are at that point when you're younger gets smaller and smaller inside of you and you get further away from that. And mm -hmm. you're like, wait, but, but then you also want to hold on to her mm -hmm. because she's who makes you you. But like, Absolutely. yeah, it's definitely very humbling. You're right. It's very well said. I also feel like as I get older, I have so much more love for like younger me, Uh huh. you know, so much more grace. So good. Do you feel that? I mean, so much therapy later and I'm still like, what the fuck were you doing? <laughs> um, Yes, more so recently I've learned to be like, but I'm definitely very hard on myself in general. You've always been like oh, that. Oh, always. Just like, why is it like this? Not like, I don't know. I've always been very hard on myself. Okay, but it's a process. It's a process and I'm trying to like lead with grace a little bit more, but I'm definitely somebody that's like a little hyper neurotic and like wants to control things that like mm. don't matter that much. Mm. You know? I feel that. Okay, you're in your mid-30s. Yes. You're married. You have two kids. Yes. A year and a day apart, which is insane. Insane. How I have are you, twins. How are you doing? You know what? I really, so my son is going to be two February 17th. My daughter is going to be three February 16th. Mm. As of the last two weeks, I feel like I'm finally physically coming back together internally. Like I feel like I went through, I had babies as close together as you possibly can. 
literally. Yeah. I mean, unless you're doing like 11 months, but like oh. pretty much like I literally had the exact same hospital crew because it was literally like, oh, we're just pushing out a whole other head now. Like what's happening? Um, my thyroid bottomed out. I had a lot of different like physical things that I went through. I went through a little bit of an autoimmune phase and I just hadn't been feeling great. Mm. Even, not mentally. I've always been happy. Luckily, I never went through any of like the baby blues, but I've, I'm somebody that like never had a cold, never had a problem, was always really healthy, never had any issues. And after these babies, it was just like, if I didn't eat for two hours, I was like dying. Like there were two mm. episodes where I like basically bottomed out. I was speaking in tongues. My husband had to call the hospital. I could, all of a sudden, I just remember like, I just like went down and couldn't speak. I was like, get my phone, get my phone is what I thought I was saying. I was, And then I was like literally saying, get me a Coke. Like brain just shut off. And then I had to get all these tests done. And she was like, your thyroid is completely gone. Like we have no thyroid hormone. And then it went, and then medication on and off. And I just haven't been feeling stable, stable until literally probably two weeks ago. But that, I mean, it takes such an insane toll. It's to insane. carry two babies. It's such a long, I mean, short period of time. It's crazy. For me, mentally, like I had three. My first two oh my are Seventeen months apart, eighteen months apart. That's so close. It's what? close. That's why for me, like even the fact that I got that extra six months made a huge difference. Like I can't even imagine. I was the... breastfeeding. I still had oh, milk God. in my boobs. Oh my god, that's insane. It was crazy. But I was um, with my third. I had such a crazy burnout that it took me solid three years I understand. to get back to myself. Like foggy. I was yeah. literally foggy and walking through mud and became this person that was like, am I okay? Am I okay? I like would have like so much physical anxiety because the thyroid affects so much of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would have to pull over and call my husband. I mean, I could literally get emotional about it. He was like, you're okay. I'm like, I am not okay. I don't feel okay. And you do all of this blood work. Literally at one point I did 24 pages. They're like, we don't see anything. Really? Figure it out. There's something fucking wrong. You need to tell me what it is. And so finally I saw a naturopath and I did all the blood work again. She's like X, Y, and Z. I had no iron at wow. all. I had no vitamin D, not even on the scale. So when you do general medicine, they're like, are you between one and 68? There's a Great. range. Exactly. Okay. But I'm negative. Like I'm one instead of in that range. I need you to tell me how to get to an optimal place. So I just, I did a lot of work. I stopped drinking for three months, gluten, dairy, which I think looking back is probably all a little bit of bullshit. I think I just needed some time. I think yeah. no drinking is helpful. <laughs> like True. fine. But I, it, the body really just goes through so much more than people realize. So now you feel like, okay, I'm getting back to myself. Definitely getting back to myself. I definitely still have the like sensitivity. Like if I have like cereal in the morning, mm. if I don't eat protein by 12, I'm bottoming out. It's the body has gotten very sensitive to like, I need to keep in check. There's a lot of work to keep me stable. It's strange. But at least now you understand it. Like you're listening to it. Yeah. You know? That's so Which, listening to it is so true. Cause you're like, I'm fine. What's wrong? This, this is crazy. I got through it. I got through it. I got through it. Mm -hmm. You're like, I have two kids to take care of. Why am I having these issues now when like I didn't have one problem and they need me? I can't be having an anxiety attack in the bathroom. It's insane. How do you kind of go back to yourself to be able to like connect that? I have to like, there's a lot of deep breathing. There's a lot of not being able to sit still for too long. Like I always have to kind of physically check in. 
Um, protein is my best friend. I drink a lot of water. I always have snacks. I was never the person that had a snack. Mm. I had like a Coke and a donut and like did a show at 5 a.m. and like kept going. Now I'm like, are, do we have seaweed in the car? Like, am I going to make it through like my 15 minute drive? Like, but then I also can have two tequilas the night before and feel, it's just, it depends on the day really. You know what? I was just, I just discovered the work of Dr. Mindy Peltz. I don't know if you heard of her. Tell me all about Mindy Peltz. She is amazing. I'm going to get her on the podcast. If you're listening to this, Dr. Mindy, you will be on the podcast. <laughs> uh, she wrote the book Fast Like a Girl and she's basically like a hormone specialist. Okay. Fast Like a Girl. Fast Like a Girl. The amount of First of all, the lack of research about hormonal health in general Insane. is mind-blowing. And right. we all go through it if it's moving from, you know, to puberty, out mm -hmm. of puberty, having yep. kids, menopause, premenopause. Like, we have bajillion seasons that we go through and zero research done zero. on what we need for support. So she really is revolutionizing that whole aspect of, like, female health. We need it. Mindy, I need you. Yeah. I'm going to send you the book. It's Please. amazing. I'm going to read it because I even just like, it's got to be something with hormones. Like my hand no, it's goes all, numb. It's, it's like strange. It's all hormones. Yeah. Like our bodies are, we just, we don't know what to listen to. So, you know, you just go out there, you watch a TikTok of someone's recommending something you're like okay I'll do that like you're just pulling things out of I know air. the amount of lights I've bought on TikTok like why why do I have 40 lights from TikTok <laughs> like what am I doing and then I don't even use that whatever but yeah you're so okay Mindy Mindy Peltz here we come um and you started a brand I among, started a brand among all of that yes and some you decided this is the time. This is the time to build a brand. And I always wanted to do ready to wear. Fashion is is so is such a passion of mine. It's so who I it, it literally is who I am. It's like what I think mm -hmm. about all day. It's what I like to research, even though I get lazy. It came together in the best way. And I always wanted to do something that was not revolutionary by any means, but just have like a basic wardrobe for people with a little bit of like my personal style into it. Just a little mm -hmm. bit of like a niche, not just soap. You know, everyone does everything in beige and you know, they kind yeah. of follow. Mine is just a is nothing crazy, but a little to the left. Like you, if you know me, you know and it's the very details. me. I've noticed that there's the, small little details yes. that you tweak. You're like, oh, this is yes. different. And everything is, I couldn't be more proud of it. It's like the fabric is unbelievable. The fits are unbelievable. The quality, I stand by it 100%. And it is really one of those things where, you know, like if you make dinner, you don't really eat it because you're like, oh, I just spent two hours doing this. I'll have a bite. But mm -hmm. that's how I kind of felt like with the clothes. I'm like, I'm going to make these clothes for other people. The amount of time I spend wearing it I'm genuinely shocked by. Like, I mean, that's the best. That's, kind that's of how I know, like, this shit is working. This, mm. this is the path forward because I literally, like, they are my go to pants, like, in the realest way. I love that. I love everything we make. And honestly, it's only going to get better. What, uh, what kind of lessons are you taking from your experience with? Definitely think about things a bit more. I feel like I'm very impulsive. And when I know something, I know it, but like to be able to just listen to other people and take other people's perspectives in a bit more. Cause I'm mm -hmm. very steadfast. I know what I like. I want to be, but some things that I think don't always translate into the real world. So just being able to like let other people in and be aware that being a team is very helpful and I'm not always right. You see, I love that you have to unlearn that because for me, I mean, I, I think for a lot of people, it's mostly the opposite, mm -hmm. right? Of just like learning to trust your gut, learning to trust your vision. Mm -mm. For you, you're like, okay, give some space for other people. Give some space for other people because even like somebody will be mid-thought and I'll be like, but no, but, and then I'm like, you need to just, 
empower people that are here to only help you and benefit like from this success of this. So yes, I think my gut, I go a little hard in the gut sometimes and sometimes Mm. I need to just see there's other ways for things. But I mean, it always comes back. It ends with you, right? It does. Especially when you run a business. Mm -hmm. But the one thing is just like with fab, that fabric I'm never giving up on. Like I'm not, no one is ever going to say we should have like a certain type of fabric if I don't agree with it. I I love this. It's impossible. Like a bad fabric. Uh, I mean, the fact that you decided deliberately to go back into the manufacturing of clothes just shows me that you, it truly is a passion because (laughs) just from the two years trying to figure that industry out, oh my God, I was so happy to tap out. But you have, kudos to you for doing that. I mean, I have professionals in place that are helping me with the manufacturing side of things. Mm -hmm. Like if I went into something, which before Wrangley came together and I was introduced to the partners I was introduced to, I was like, oh, like I'll just get some capital and we'll, and then I was like, there's no way in hell I could have done this by myself unless there was somebody that knew what they were doing. Yeah. It's impossible. But you see, we were like, we're going to do it ourselves. Oh, I know. It's, yeah. So that was, uh, that was a fun little thing. I mean, to me, it was a great experience because I've learned so much about myself. Mm-hmm. I think being an entrepreneur and starting anything that, you know, you stand by is a lot of work, a lot of dedication, sweat, and many tears. Many, and also how many people do you know that really like run their own brand? Like without the help of like an incubator brand or, you know, like mm-hmm. somebody yeah. else that's like... Well, I didn't know that when I started this. Good for you because what the fuck? I know. It's I know. like making a pair of pants, the amount shit that has to go. I was looking at rivets for two hours yesterday. Like, why am I looking at this for an hour? It's so good for you for even doing it that long. Yes. It was very, it was a naive uh, choice to make, but, um, you do it again with the right partner. I don't think so. No, you're done. Because that's what I've learned. I've learned that, you know what, through this journey, I've realized that I don't want to be a designer. That's like not where I'm going to move the needle in the world. Like you you. have other talents that I want to, you know, capitalize on and push and make it worthwhile rather than like creating another dress no one needs in the world. But to know that? But that was a great lesson. To know that? Yeah. Do you know when people are like, I need to do this, this, and this? I don't want to do this, this, and this. I want to do two things that I'm good at and stick to that. And that's it. I think that's what I enjoy about life now being like 33 is that instead of learning what it is that I want, I'm actually enjoying learning what I don't want. Right. I think that like, it sounds the same, but it's not at all. It's not. Even like with relationships and friendships, Mm -hmm. like putting your energy into things or like friendships, like when you're in your twenties, you're like, oh, well like, but we're around each other. So like, we're obviously going to have dinner. And then you get into your thirties. And then if you're lucky enough, you meet a few new friends and then some of those friends don't work out. And you're like, that's okay. We're not meant to be friends. How is your, that's a great um, transition point to (laughs) friendships because that's something that I started valuing so, so deeply Mm -hmm. in the past three years, ever since I moved to Miami. I don't really have, like I've been so busy with work. I don't really have friendships that are my village. I, not because I don't have the right people around me, but because I didn't pay attention. I didn't put in the effort. At this point in your life. At this point in my life. So when I moved to Miami, I was like, Valeria, you're making an effort. Like that's on your to-do list for this new chapter in your life. And I'm so proud of myself because I've been putting in the work and I'm surrounded now with people that I truly feel, you know, they're my village. So much work. It's so nice. I feel like I grew up here 
And I'm still here, obviously. And I just, I feel even more like just a bit isolated from people, strangely. I mean, I have like my two best friends in the world that like would pick me up if I killed someone. Like I have that. My husband and I are best friends. He has an amazing group of friends. And I feel like for me, I've gone through a lot of friendship shifts mm-hmm. and it is kind of being in that weird mid thirties where like everybody is really busy with their life, but then also not that busy. You do have young kids, you should be together. So I'm still kind of figuring out who my village mm-hmm. is right now. I don't feel, and I'm somebody that's incredibly social. I've, I always know a lot of people. I've been living here obviously for so many years. But I don't feel like I have like my group of mom or just friends that I'm like, let's go to Miami for the weekend. Like I can put together a group of people to do that, but that's very different from having your people. I have like one best friend who's a girl and then one best friend who's a guy who lives in New York. And those are my two, but then everyone else is just a bit rotating. I feel like you're very open, but you're not very open. Yeah. Like people, you don't let people see you, you. On Instagram. Well, it sounds like also in life, like you're a bit more reserved when it comes to really letting people in. I think because I was so open and then it didn't pan out that mm. now I'm a bit more choosy because I think I can detect like, oh, this isn't going mm-hmm. to be long-term. I want to have equal relationships with people, right? Like I don't want to always be like, I'm a lot in general. Like I'm a a big personality. Like there's a lot about me. So I I want people that like are going to be equal. So I just Mm. don't give the effort until I know that's what's going to happen. I just realized that saying that. Quality over quality. Well, that's why I love these conversations. We're going to leave this, be like, oh, we learned. We learned. About ourselves. Totally. And I don't feel like, I'm not like a lonely person, but you know what I'm, it's just having those, meeting new people in your 30s is different. It's, no, it's extremely different. I never spoke about friendships uh, and specifically female friendships in the capacity that like, in the way that I speak about them now, to me, they have a whole different meaning. Completely. Um, And they carry a lot of weight. And I've realized that a lot of my contentment in life, like I need the right women around me. They truly like make me happy and feel supported because you want to feel that for someone else. Cause we're Mm -hmm. all dealing with Mm -hmm. so much. Even if you have so much, there's always something every, everybody has something going on. Exactly. So you need a little escape, you know? Totally. And speaking of just, chapters in general, you had a time when you were hosting on E. You had a couple of different shows on there. Yes, which is crazy. That was longer than the whole of Rich Kids. That's why it's like nuts. Yes. Well, you literally built out exactly what What you wanted with the Rich Kids, but you were doing all these different shows and then they were all built around you, like you were carrying it. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. I did. Yeah. So I, what happened? So I did Rich Kids. E was like, we want to keep working with you let's do something digital. So then I did a digital show for a year called Necessary Realness. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of at the time that then they were doing Daily Pop, which was their daytime hour show that they were talking about like all pop culture stuff. And Kat Sadler was leaving. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, well, shit, we need somebody go in there. And they, and I love my executive producer now, we're, we're very close, but she had no hopes for me. She was like, this girl is from that reality show. She's not gonna be able to do anything like, but put her in because we have no one. That ended up working out. So I did Daily Pop. Then they created Nightly Pop. They were actually looking at comics, women comics, to take that spot. Mm-hmm. They were like going to nightclubs and trying to find somebody. Uh, and I was like, absolutely not. 
that's not going to happen. You're crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm Chelsea Handler 2.0. Give me that job. So they gave me that job. And then, so I did that. And then I did Necessary Realness. So Daily Pop, Nightly Pop. And then I did What the Fashion, which was a Snapchat show for two years about fashion with this guy, Justin Martindale, who I love and is so funny. Um, so much. It was so much. And it was so amazing. It was so jam. I mean, I did that. I worked at E for five years. I got up at 5.30 in the morning to, to what we were talking about. Had like a sip of coffee and a donut at four. No problem. Have two kids. Like now I need seaweed every day. And then it was dropped. And then E canceled all of the shows. They're just getting a bit smaller and smaller mm-hmm. and smaller. And... I was also fine and ready to end that chapter. Were you? Or were you kind of like caught off guard? I I wasn't, I was caught off guard with the fact that that it was happening, but I wasn't unhappy with the reality. I mean, we were in COVID. I did the show from home for a year. I was pregnant. I was pregnant with my second kid coming into work. Like I just, again, was in a different mind space and I didn't want to leave my babies every morning to go talk about clothes clothes, or, or fucking Angelina Jolie. Like I don't, I wanted to be home and doing that. So everything Mm -hmm. has ended at the right time for me. I love it. So you trusted the process. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really trusting now. Yeah. So where is that? Like, where do you see the evolution for you? Like, what are you, what are you going for? I think it's time for some TV again. I think it's, I think we're there. I think, you know, this last year was really, my dad was very sick and passed away recently. So I was, thank you. I was very in that, like, I can't do anything else. I'm like going to chemo. I'm going to the hospital. My mom, you know, it was just crazy. So now that that's kind of not behind me by any means, but has kind of obviously come to a head, I'm like, all right, the kids are two and three. My daughter's in school a little bit. And it's time to, I have Wrangly, which I'm so passionate about. It's like I eat, sleep and breathe it. And then even though I don't even know if I really want to, like I've always been very clear in my intentions and manifestations. This is the first time in my life that I'm like, I like the peace, right? Mm -hmm. Like I like being a mom to these kids. I have such a good relationship with my husband. Do I really want to like open up my whole world to the world, which is a really scary place? I'm not saying it would be reality, but even being in the public eye, I mean, people just come for you. Do I want that? But then I also know it's my calling. So I'm going forward and I'm, to use your words, trusting the process. And I just want to touch on um, your, your loss. You've been very open about kind of the, the heartbreak and, you know, it's, it's a lot of grief. Um, It's insane. It's been really beautiful. Like if I can say that from, to watch you from the side, sharing this deep loss with so much like rawness, but Thank also you. like an air we, of humor. Yeah. You have, I, you, I, every day I'm like, literally I'm like, dad, I mean, you're so fucking dead. Are you kidding? Like what the fuck this content? Like, are you nuts? But it is, it's such a, like, I can't get through it without this because you know, I think that's your, your healing. Like it's, it's not even healing because it will, ne- it's not no, a wound that you can totally. heal, but it's that. It's been four months. I mean, it's literally so been four months. So it's just, it's surreal. It's, it's hard. Like mm-hmm. I can't even like talk about it in a way that's, um, I don't know. I guess it depends on the day. Cause sometimes I'm fine. And then sometimes I'm like this and I'm like, I lost my dad and I went to their house yesterday and I had to go through some stuff and you're just like, wait, like you just like leave all this stuff and mm-hmm. you're gone. Your shoes, your jackets, your pictures. I mean, I'm looking at pictures. Thank you so much. 
pictures of me taking, having him take me to camp. You know, I'm young to lose my dad, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely been a a weird ride. It It seems like it's been a very transformative time for you. Totally. Even the way you show up on social media is, I'm glad there's a new found, I can't even, I, I can't put a finger on like the right word, but there's a new found like energy and appreciation. Totally. It's, but I, you know, what's interesting is, so my dad died, he was 80 and everyone's like, oh, he was 80. So he's older. But my dad was straight up his entire life. Like he just Mm -hmm. was never old and actually shy of his 81st birthday. And I was always so aware growing up of him. So he had me at 44. I was always so aware of him being older. My mom's 10 years older than him. Uh, Excuse me. Wait, she's not 90. She's younger. She just turned 71. And so I always had this vision of like, I'm going to experience his death younger I always felt like he was going to just drop dead. And so the fact that so late in life, and my parents have been on a health train way before it was trendy. I was like the kid. I was like, I can't have friends over. You have like bark in the fridge. Like there's no fucking Cheetos in this house. Like they've always been extremely healthy. My dad was always very healthy, very in shape, athletic. And then to get like a random blood cancer at that age was it was and it was also such a ride oh he has he was precancerous for two years there were some rashes and some symptoms then the doctor was like oh he has lymphoma if you get lymphoma that's the cancer you want it's so treatable then it's oh he has t-cell lymphoma which is a very rare blood type of lymphoma then he's in beating chemo not showing up coming back three weeks later coming back three weeks later and then at the end it was such a quick last three weeks, he ended up in the hospital because I guess it had transferred to hit the spinal cord in the brain and he -hmm. died three weeks later. And my mom was in Europe for three weeks, his last three weeks, because my grandmother going to be 99 next month. All of you. And so my mom was gone the last three weeks of his life because her mom was so sick and we thought she was going to pass. So my mom got home two days before my dad died. Oh, she made it. She made made it, but we didn't know he died oh, at home yeah, in bed. I, I was holding his hand, watching him take his last breath. There was no morphine. This was, he just passed. He was labored breathing for two hours. My mom's like, it was crazy because he was a classical guitarist his whole life. He played for hours every single day. True artist. And I had these like, you know, those wood guitars you get the kids when mm-hmm. they're born. And so I had these like three guitars like stashed away in a closet. And literally the day we got home, we were like, okay, we're going to do end of life care. But we thought we had like a few months and they will come what and bring- What is end of life care? Basically when you stop treatment and you just kind of wait out how long oh. someone has. But we thought this was going to be like six months. Like he had been doing so well. And so I got home. It was such a long day. I was sitting there and there were, all of a sudden my daughter brings me these three guitars. And I was like, I haven't seen these since you were five months old. Like, where did you find these? And my nanny was like, I don't, these were before I was here. I don't know where they were. 12 minutes later, my mom texted me. She's like, you have to come home. You have to come back. And he had started, literally she called me and I I just heard the breathing. I will never forget that sound. And I got there and literally was like, saw him close his eyes, take his last breath. And it was the craziest thing. My husband was standing behind me. And at one point we were like, I was like, you can go, you can go. And then he put my hand on his head and said that and he could not breathe and all of a sudden he was like like hold hands again and then he passed it was it had always been the three of us so it was um it was really beautiful and really the most intimate way you can pass away but I just I'm like what just happened you know it's crazy 
but I do believe that they stay with you and they're with us. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I have a medium that I speak to and I spoke to him last week and he was like, your dad's here. And every time he says that, I'm like, okay, he's here. We know. But like, is he fucking here? And he goes, yeah, he's loving that you're listening to his voice. And I had just listened to all of his voicemails two days before in my bathroom. It was crazy. I'm done crying now. Thank you for getting that out of me. So it was, um, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. What have you learned about like life in the process? And I know that there's still going to be a lot that you're going to extract from it, you know, with time. But I think, and it's not like appreciate, like it's just genuinely like you every day, like you're here today, like you really don't. I mean, even last week I was cutting a piece of bread and I sliced my whole finger open and I was like, I could have just, you know, you just really have to be so in the moment. That's not something I'm great at. Because we're all like, oh, well, what are we doing? And who's texting? And where are we going? And the kids need this. It's like, no, no, no. You're in the kitchen with your family right now. The second anyone leaves that room, you don't know what happens. So to be aware of that in a healthy way, I think is important. Mm -hmm. But um, it just wasn't the ending I expected. I didn't expect that to be kind of how it ended. Which is also a lesson on its own, right? Totally. Like you have no control. Exactly. Yeah. And for you, it's Crazy. a hard one to mm-hmm. to take, right? Like your personality, it seems like you're very... And I'm the same way, honestly. You I'm have to like, like laugh through it. Yeah. I know, you know, this is how it's going to go and this is how I'm going to behave and this is how I'm going to feel. And then, you know, life has a funny way of just like, ha ha. Exactly. Like how I got two hours of hair and makeup for this fucking podcast and I just cried off all of it. <laughs> like, are you joking? Like white streaks down the face. But anyway. You look gorgeous. Thank you. Do you need a second? Do you no, want to feel good? No. You're, okay. Please. I this want is, you this to is feel... life, right? This yeah. is what happens. So. Yeah. And I think for him being gone, I definitely feel like more watched by him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he, my mom's very like a traditional, like, oh, you have to be with your kids. Like not, not to not pursue your dreams, but just like she's very big on like this time with your kids is so small. Like enjoy it, be with them, be present. And he would have been the energy that would be like, you got to pursue your dreams. You got to make time. So I try to remember that and make sure I move through life doing what I want because you spend all this time with your kids right now. Yeah. And then they tell you to fuck off in 10 years. Absolutely. They have their own life. And you have no and idea then who you, have you nothing. are. Yeah. So I'm just trying to create that balance right now. How? By continuing to do the things I love. And instead of diminishing that, I'm just going to go forward. Is that something like that ambition and that drive? Is that something you got from your dad? I think, yes. I think from both of them. I mean, she's, my mom's a Capricorn. My dad was a Scorpio. So they're just, it's just so much intense energy. But yeah, I think that they, it was always just there. They have a very strong belief in me. We were all very close always. And I think they were just like, do what you, you know, you can do, do it. That's beautiful. Yeah, I was really lucky. I still, I mean, I obviously still am. I'm really um, excited for him to see all the things that you're going to achieve Me, and do. I think about that too. Thank you. I think that's going to, yeah, I think it's like an extra a guiding light now for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I have more protection now than if he was here, if that makes any sense at all. I feel like also when you lose someone that's so close to you, mm-hmm. you start looking at life as this... It's a bit of a game, you know what I mean? Like totally. you're, you're just, I need to seize all the opportunities uh-huh. to feel it, to live it truly, you know, so they feel like I didn't waste a minute right. on this. Or- it's true. Anything. I mean, even like in my Pilates, I try harder mm. because I'm like, he couldn't or he can't or he wasn't feeling well or you know what I mean? So it's just all of these things, like there has been a lot of positives since his passing as well in, in me. 
How was it to talk to the kids about it? Do they feel? so weird. I mean, because they're still at that age where it's also weird where you're like, oh, you're going to have – the story for you is that your grandfather died when you were young and you don't really remember him, which for mm-hmm. me is so weird because he was my dad. We were so close. But – you know, Ro, my mom had been staying with us for a long time and my and Ro just kind of fell. I talked to her actual preschool teacher and she was like, you have to tell her that your that grandpa died. You just have to say that. Because mm-hmm. if you don't say that, she's going to be like, is this my fault? Why is grandma always around? Mm. That's how kids think. So I just said, I showed her a picture. I said, you know, I, Ro, I want to talk to you for a second. I just, you know, I want to tell you grandpa died. You know, he's in heaven and he's with us. But, and she just got sad, but then understood. And like now every time she like sees a photo of him, she doesn't like not mention him. Whereas when, when that first happened, I think she was a little like confused about what was going on. Yeah. Gray is so young. He's just turning, like he's just going to be two, like in two weeks. So I kind of got off, you know, scot-free with that one, but it's definitely not a sad time in the house. It's a time of transition. We kind of went through, I think we're just trying our best because if you focus on it, it's, it becomes overwhelmingly painful. Yeah, it's uh, very easy to kind of go into a black hole and totally. just make it your comfort zone. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I, I appreciate you saying what you said about my social media because I'm also like, I don't want this to become like the grief channel. Like mm. people want to know what jacket I'm wearing. So I try to remember that. But I think you're doing a beautiful job being able to show, you know, that transitions these transitions in life in a humane way, in mm-hmm. a realistic way. Because I think with social media also – Listen, people I know. turn things into it gets a spectacle, and but you you can sense it. I feel like we've been now in the social media world long enough to like no. spot those moments. Um, that's why I feel like when I was watching you, it was just it was like a it was very powerful and very raw. And I'm very proud of you because you. I know how hard it is to show up. I know when things are you know not Shitty. easy. Yeah. yeah, thank you. It's true. It's true. And you're close to your mom. Very. She's she's Swiss. Swiss. She's so Swiss. What does that mean? What is it's basically it? Russian, but not Russian. Like, I mean, it's just so fucking intense. I don't want to say anything, but I'm going to say it. And you should be doing this, but I don't want to get involved. Or like, there's always something to do. We're fixed. Or, or why aren't you? Or come on. It's this like get up attitude all the time. Like, you're just like, can I... I mean, last week she was like telling my assistant, she was like, we need to get gray haircut. I was like, no, 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 overstep. I got it. I know he needs a haircut. Like, why are you on it? So the boundaries much? thing. The bound- like, there's no fucking boundaries. I know. I'm, I'm trying to um, reinstate those boundaries every week. And, you know, just some a, weeks are better than others. I know. But that's the charming part, I guess. I guess it's... And you know they mean well and you know that they're right, but you want to just be able to be given the space of like, I, I'm going to get here. You raised me all these years. Like, let me just... I'm going to book the haircut. Like, I, I am. He just is busy. That's why I don't want him to have bangs over his eyes. I get it. Thanks. Do you see aspects of yourself? Like, of your mother in you? Yes. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> what do you mean? Every time my husband's like, are you going to chill out? I'm like, never, ever in my life. Like, I just am not... I don't have the ability to... Yeah, or like my my mom will always ask me a question she knows the answer to. Mm. And I'm like, are you joking? Are we still doing this? And then I find myself now being like, oh, what's the answer to like – and I'm like, I know. So there's just things that they do that we just have. We become them. We become them. Versions of them at least. It's uh, That's also a very uh, hard truth to swallow. I know. Uh, but I feel like we're more aware. Do you feel like we're a more aware generation in general? Like the way we parent and the way you, you know, raise your kids, do you feel it's a different kind of approach than what our parents did? Totally. I mean, my, yeah, I, I definitely think so. I mean, I feel like, 
my mom, first of all, doesn't like remember anything from when I was a kid. I'm like, what, how do you not remember anything? Oh, like, but that's me. I don't remember a lot of stuff. I don't remember a lot of stuff either. <laughs> we are our mothers. Like I literally am like, I, we were talking, my husband and I were talking about my son and we're like, when did we transition Roe out of the sleep sack? This was five fucking minutes ago. We don't remember. We were like, was she, was he too? Like, yeah, I definitely, but I also think there's a lot of great things from older generations. Like <gasps> the generation below, uh, it, things are a little right now, I find to be in a bit of a sloppy state. Yes. It's very difficult to navigate raising kids today Mm because I feel like so many aspects of the world are working against you if that makes sense oh my god I mean even like she's two we went to Italy over the summer my in-laws invited us so we went and there was a lot of screen time we Mm -hmm. had to get through it I mean the kids were actually wonderful there wasn't a lot of jet lag they really adapted quite well but there was so much downtime we were on a boat and like they needed the screen time and when we came home it was unmanageable we couldn't get it away from her yeah could meltdowns be on. And so now since then she has had, we had to finally cut it. She has no screen time. It's the only thing I did by accident as a parent. I have no judgment. I'm all for it. But like you don't want them to be on it all day. So there's no balance, right? Mm-hmm. It's really difficult. Oh my God. I know. I, I stay up at nights being like, I should have done this. No, I shouldn't have done. I've, I've got better with the years, but I mean, my eldest is 10. I like, mean, you're- I'm in a different era in my life. How a 10-year-old child? What is happening? Yeah. It's insane. I'm in a different era. I actually talk about it all the time now. I'm in my honeymoon stage with the kids because they're like 10, 9, and 5. And they're just, they're their they're own people. people. I'm able to step away. I'm, I'm doing my own thing. You know, Gary's like, stepped in as like- a role Dad, model. Right. Yeah, because that's their time, you know, right. to really show up as fathers. Yes, totally. And um, it's been such a lovely experience. And, you, and you're and you still so young. Like, it's just, that's the only, that's nice. And I feel like I got a little independence with the kids now because they're not like, if Gray walks away for five minutes, I'm not like, has your mm-hmm. is your hand gone? Like, you're starting to taste that little freedom. A little bit. But yeah. it's also like, I mean, you want them to stay small, but you're also excited to see them grow. I feel like I'm kind of okay with them growing. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. okay. What's your sign? I'm a Virgo. Oh, I'm Virgo rising. <laughs> I can I, I sense there's a there's some kind of a connection here. And I'm Gemini, so I'm double ruled by Mercury, so it's crazy. I'm not very well versed in that world. Don't, it's such a boring topic. I've done it a thousand times that bit, but Virgos, I'm very Virgo, is my point. Okay, yeah, no, I sense that. Mm-hmm. But um I'm very I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm looking at babies. I'm just like, yay, good for you. My kids with small kids. I'm yeah. like, yay. <laughs> That's it. Good for you. Yeah. Enjoy that. Yeah. It's a lot. Okay, so what is your, I did this thing based on a TikTok trends of the oh 2024 ins and outs. Okay. And not just like, not not like style or anything, okay. just what are your ins for this year and what are your absolute outs? Okay, outs are absolutely not hanging out with people I don't enjoy, pursuing relationships that are not fulfilling, ignoring my body reaction to people I don't like. That's the out. You know, when you're around certain people and you're like, why is my body telling me I hate you? You're not that bad. You're bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to make time for that. That's like my big out. In is protein, <laughs> eating consistently, not drinking as much, or is that an out now? Soda? I was going to say soda. Okay, drinking Coke is in because it's my favorite thing. It's the only thing that truly makes me happy. And another thing in is being more organized and mindful of schedule. Just being able to be a little bit more scheduled. 
Okay. That's that's my in because otherwise the day it's four o'clock and I'm like, what did I do? Like I need to keep myself on in a check. Yeah. in check on a path. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. Well, you are a style icon Thank and you. that's why I'm so excited to also see when where you're going to take Rangley. And Thank I mean, you. I already see the vision. It's very clear. Thank you. You have a very strong brand identity, Thank which you. is very difficult to I know, accomplish. You know, I know. It's hard. Um, so that's beautiful. So wh- when it comes to fashion. Yeah. What do you see, like, what do you suggest? I know you probably already said it a million times before, but like no. your go-to things that you think everyone should own and not budget. This, this is, if you, budget or no budget, mm-hmm. you need to have a black and white crew neck t-shirt and long sleeve version, whether it can also can be read as a sweater at night, something that's a bit fitted and a bit on like the sexier side. Black blazer, I don't think you should have a gray blazer. Everyone's like gray. Gray is always one of those colors that unless you're in all gray, it does not work. Hmm. It's a very tricky color. It only looks good if it's layered in grays. If you wear gray and blue, you're like, wait, but now I look like a secretary. It just, nothing wrong with secretaries. I'm just saying, don't invest in pieces that you can't build upon. Keep it super simple. Black and white t-shirt, short sleeve, long sleeve, crew neck, not V-neck. Black blazer, really nice black blazer. Mm. Um, and you should probably get like a winter black blazer and then a summer black blazer. There's a difference. Get, are we going to get a Wrangley black blazer? You're going to get a lot of good. Okay, great. A lot of good stuff. Um, I think a great pair of skinny pants that fit you really well, like a black trouser, like something mm. you can wear in the day with sneakers or you can wear it with heels. I think obviously a great pair of blue jeans. I would go like um, like this kind of wash because you can do day and night easier. I don't love super light jeans at night unless it's like July. I'm very big on seasons. What else have I said? A pair of black shorts. Okay. Statement, simple pieces that can be interchangeable and just keep your life simple. Don't buy overly trendy things, especially if you're on a budget. What's one of the trends that you're like, oh, I wish people stopped wasting money on? I mean, I like I hate like a really overly square toed loafer, like, horrific. Anything that looks already like it's dated that you're going to regret. Like I hate regret choices that Mm. you know you're going to not like in five years. Like just avoid those things. Things that overly have a point of view are things that are short-lived. That's a good tip actually. That's, that's, if something looks too, I mean, look, if you have all the money in the world and you want to like throw things on, fine, but most people don't. Mm -hmm. So you should be smart about what you're buying. Yeah. No, but even the one with, you know, the unlimited budgets, we're, we're smart, conscious girlies now. I, I am so less is more. Absolutely. Or you get overwhelmed and you don't know what to wear. And it's very frustrating. I want to wrap it up with a couple of... Like, oh my God, I take it all the time. I don't actually want to wrap it up. No, of course, of course. This was... I knew that I'm going to have the best time talking to you. I hope it was okay. It's going to be super easy. Okay, I just... It was... That was a lot. So sorry, but thank you. That's that's what not alone is. Yeah. You know, I want to... Totally. For me, I wanted to come here and learn about different aspects of you, not just your brand or, you know, one thing or the other. So I'm really... Thank I th- appreciate that you opened up. Thank to me. you. Thank it really you. means a lot. But um, okay, any books, any quotes, like something that you just have in the back of your mind that's been kind of for the girl creating her own future. Um, that's kind of always been the line. Like mm-hmm. just keep creating a future that you want for yourself, for yourself, regardless if your husband's around, not around one day, your kids leave, like whatever is gonna fulfill you and make you whole. And that's another thing to circle back to death, fucking death. Like I, you know, you're with somebody, you you create all of this life around you, but you don't leave it with anyone. Mm. You leave it alone. 
You don't take anything with you. Your soulmate of 40 years, they stay. So you need to leave the world as happy as you possibly can be. That's Or fulfilled. Happy is hard. Fulfilled, let's say. Thank you for saying that. Happy is hard. I'm not loving happy anymore. Happy is such a... It's too much of a... Dramatic... Like, (laughs) bitch, it's pushy with you. Like, who's happy? I mean, I'm happy, but like, I also... No, but I think the strive for happiness is just what actually messes us up. You know what I mean? Oh, it's just the striving. Yeah. I'm just sitting at this point. Contentment. Contentment. Good word. Completely. Absolutely. I love it. This was so fun. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you so much for watching this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't miss my newest episode right here. And if you're listening to the podcast on Apple or Spotify, please go and leave a review with your biggest takeaway. I love reading your thoughts. And if you have any suggestions for guests or topics, you can leave them in the comment section. And always, always remember, you are not alone.